0: This is When Spirit Calls, and you, on your journey, are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning, shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. Delighted to introduce you to our guest today, Jill Nur. Jill has spent almost 30 years in the business capacity working with for profit and non for profit businesses. In 2020, she co founded Hey Taxi to support female entrepreneurs building and scaling profitable legacy heart centered businesses. Her mission is to empower women to create financial independence so they can live life on their own terms. She also happens to be the co-founder of Wine, Women and Worth, which is a female entrepreneur networking group in the DC metro area. Jill is very passionate about animal welfare, advocacy, and actively supports these, these causes through volunteerism and financial donations. She has a teen daughter, Poppy, and many beloved family pets. We are delighted to have Jill with us today. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another edition of When Spirit Calls. And as you've already learned in our bio, we've got a really magical guest here for you today. We've got Jill nur here for you. Hi Jill. Hello. I'm so happy to have you with us today. And uh before we before we started recording, we were actually talking about crystals. And I just love that you brought the crystals up because I just finished a crystal grid workshop. Uh, and we had so much fun putting intention around these crystal grids. I had no idea the power that crystals have. And I can, uh, I can see you've got some in your background there as well. So yeah, bringing the crystal magic into, into today, even though that's really not the theme of our discussion today. I wanted to bring crystals to the surface because you know, even for me and learning about the crystals, you know, I always found crystals a little bit overwhelming. There's so many different types of crystals, and they all do different things. And I was like, racking my brain around crystals. But what they actually, what we can do is we can break them down by color. So I didn't know that. But amazing teacher Sam Curac, uh, check her out Sam Curac healing, and she teaches all about crystals. So I'm going to plant a little seed for her before we get started, because I feel like, someone listening today needs to hear about the crystals. (laughs) I do. I do. I need to hear about Sam. So, oh my gosh, there you go. So I'm going to make a connection for you and Sam because she is so passionate about her crystals. Uh, Okay, Jill, enough about the crystals. Let's talk about you. I really want the audience to get to know you. And so would you give us a little backstory into like, you know, your path and, Maybe, of course, some times when Spirit directed you in your path a little bit. I'd love to hear.
1: Oh, I, I'm so happy to be here. So happy to share. And um, the Spirit called me when I met you. So it's uh, it's been a very powerful year for me. But backing up. um, So I grew up in South Carolina. I had a fairly disruptive, dysfunctional childhood family. I left home and put myself through college. I was always sort of so busy, getting ahead, staying safe, making money. You know, I was on the track of being the responsible adult on my own that I never really paused to say, am I on a path? Is this bringing me joy? Is it making me happy? It was sort of survival mode. Uh, And I married my college sweetheart. We had a child. And 18 years into that relationship, I had a surprise divorce. I was 41. You can imagine why it was surprised. And (laughs) I like to say surprise. And I have to tell you, it was devastating. Mm. Uh, This was my family. I didn't really have a family of my own outside of his family and the family we had built. And I um, realized that at that point, I had to deal with a lot of things I'd been running from and avoiding because I was on a path, right? I was always doing well. We were in the DC suburbs, we were financially secure, all these things, we were showing up and doing the right things, but there was no soul to it. There was no purpose to it. And I have to say, after doing some work, that it's fear-based. It was a lot of fear-based and anger-based and trauma-based. And coming through the divorce, which was honestly, when you think you have your darkest time, the biggest loss, and I know there are bigger losses than that, don't, don't get me wrong, but for me, 10 years later, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because yes, it pushed me to make changes.
0: Yes. And, you know, I love I, I love how you speak about this story and I love that you call it a surprise divorce, you know, because sometimes we're not expecting these horrible things to happen in our lives, whether it's the loss of a job or the loss of a loved one or the loss of a spouse or partner through a divorce. But it's so interesting because, I see so many people that are in this survival mode and it's based on fear. It's like, I need to go make money. Cause if I don't make money, I can't afford my house. And if I can't afford my house, then I'm not being seen as successful and blah, 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 blah. And we go into this really intense path running as far out there as we possibly can. And this was part of my story too, Jill, you're not alone in this uh, you know, because I spent my life being an overachiever. And it wasn't because I had a very traumatized childhood. I actually had a great childhood, but I always felt like because of my near death as a child, that I needed to prove my worth to stay here. That if I was given a second chance at life, I had to show up fully. And so in order to do that, that meant, working really hard. It meant being successful. It meant doing all the right things, you know, the right things in quotes. Right. And I see that you went on that same path of like, okay, this is what success looks like. This is how we make a life. This is how we're happy. And obviously you figured out that's not it.
1: It's not. And you know, this is the first time this is coming to me and it's probably due to you that we're having this conversation. Um, my mother passed when she was 42. Ah. And my life experience happened right at the same time. And it's really interesting that when my mother passed, she was so old, you know, to me, so old. And then I got to that age and I felt so young and it was so, you have these life changes. And I think part of my epiphany and drive was understanding that, wow, she didn't have these next 40 years, right? And having that connection to age, which can be very hard for women. Yes, But I have to say, I was so unhappy in most of my forties because I was working hard to get ahead of, to get out of that negative and unhealthy mindset and life and everything. And now that I turned 50, I'm so happy. I'm so much more fulfilled. I'm living for joy. I'm seeking new things. I'm I'm doing meditations and crystals and opening myself up to a bigger journey. But I would never be here If I didn't have, like I said, I think losing my mother was a big part of my journey, obviously. Um, The divorce was a big part of the
0: losses in my life have sort of driven me to open up. And, you know, I want to just sit in that thought because I want to invite our listeners to think about times. And maybe they're going through a time right now where they think the world is ending or it's the worst thing ever, because when we're going through those experiences Yeah, they suck, and it's hard, and we suffer in them, most certainly. However, uh, I want this to be a reminder for people to say, hey, sometimes the best gifts come in those really dark and suffering times. Sometimes the greatest treasures are there. And, you know, I, I talk about the Uh, my own experience in really searching outside of myself for that happiness and for that satisfaction and that joy. Mm -hmm. And as much as we can find a lot of neat things out there, the reality is, is the magic is in here. It is inside of each and every one of us. And in fact, joy is innately given people, you've already got it there, you just got to recognize that it's there. And by doing that, That has been so transformative for me because I have really dove inside to myself and really learned to love myself. And I think that's where you're at too. I really feel like you've come to a place where you love yourself so much that you're willing to allow yourself to move through, to heal yourself, to do the things that are being asked of you that are going to actually just create this incredible life for you.
1: Well, I will say it's a constant journey and struggle as far as self-love, because we all have the stories, the the messaging, everything we have to overcome. But yes, I am so much further. And I think a big, we, when we start, we chatted before this, we couldn't help it, but we started talking about the ego and how the ego gets in the way. Yeah. And um, just I'm just going to say the human, the mind, the ego, and I was living off ego. For all that time. And then when I opened up and felt like there was a larger connection initially after the divorce by, I was very codependent with my ex-husband. We did everything together, all about the daughter, all about the family unit. And then I was sort of tossed out alone. And if you've been through a divorce, often friends kind of just go away because they're a yeah. couple friends and you know, it just yeah. happens. Yeah. And I reconnected with women, friends, and I now have this huge, robust network of women who some of them have been divorced and I've mentored them through it. Some of them are in business. Some of them are just, I mean, I, I quote unquote pick up women all the time. <laughs> I, I, I met a woman on a flight recently and she was doing a PowerPoint and I started talking to her about her business and now we connected and she's, you know, we'll have coffee. And, but, you know, I just, I cannot talk about how much joy and blessing and power there is in for me connecting with women. And I had not done that before. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about the right, the women who support women, the women who love other women, yes, this abundance. Right. And, and I think, again, talking to you, and this is my therapy session, everyone losing my mother, you know, I just sort of got harder in my, you were talking about the masculine, just being masculine means you're going to survive. Right. Being harder mm-hmm. means you're going to win. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. that I've gone through this transformation, I enjoy the feminine and the power of that. And that's what I've been leaning into and releasing the ego and letting things flow and and understanding
0: this connectivity. Uh, So uh, there's so much there I want to speak to. And the first thing I'll talk about is that collective connection with other human beings. And what happens as we continue to evolve is our vibration shifts. So you might notice that as your vibration shifts, as you evolve, that people in your life start to fall away or people in your life start to go on other paths. And it's not because you're doing anything wrong either. I know a lot of people that have really struggled, especially over COVID because they, you know, one person believed this and one person believed that. Um, And they really struggled with that energy of losing friends and family that they thought would be there forever. But the truth is, is that again, as we all evolve, we are being positioned to be attracting different types of people that are more aligned with who we are. And so people will naturally fall off or you can choose to create boundaries and and they will phase away as well. But regardless, I want to bring that to the awareness of people because what was beautiful about what you just shared is that, you know, you you felt like you kind of lost your family and a lot of your friends from that experience of being married, but you were shifting into a whole new Jill, you know, and that whole new Jill required a whole new set of tribe or community to come and continue helping Jill to evolve. And so that's what naturally happens out there. And so I really want the listeners to hear that so that if, If you are out there and you're struggling and you're feeling like people are leaving you, it's just making room for the next layer, the next tribe, the next community of people that can meet your vibration. So that's one reminder from there. You also brought up the ego mind. And this actually comes up so much in conversation around uh, any type of spirituality and listening to the call, because of course, the logical mind comes in. And I was right there with you. It was all based on ego. I had to make a million dollars. I had to do this. I had to be the best mom. I had to be the best wife, all of that energy. And so many of us are still very much in that space. And this isn't a judgment. It's just normal because we've been conditioned in this way that that is what success looks like. But there's an opportunity to redefine success for people. And I think that because of the work that you do, Jill, and because of your coaching and your building of your community, I think that that energy of success can really be looked at in a whole different way. And that's the invitation or one of the invitations today is to redefine what is success to you, not what is success to the greater population. So Jill, what do you think success looks like to you now?
1: Well, you know what? I? Um, because as I said, I sort of came out of college and I'll back up a classics major good at cocktail parties didn't have any skills and so I, <laughs> I you know and i just started doing jobs and i've always been in like operations administration management didn't fill my cup filled my wallet didn't fill my cup and i think success has shifted so i know that i want to fill my cup and my wallet which is possible by doing something that fills my soul that that is a passion where i am helping people and moving towards, um, like you said, a communal support, a communal vibration where you're lifting other people up. For me, it's specifically women. But I think the true wealth and those millions or hundreds of thousands or that wealth that you're seeking is really not going to come unless you have this awakening. Yes. I mean, it'll come, but at a different cost, right? Yes. You can work really hard and be really miserable and really rich, or you can take a path where you're sort of, you. at some point, everyone, believe me, you will find something that lights you up. And if you haven't, you can go through a process to figure that out. But when you find that, I'm telling you, there's a way to turn that into a way to, to into a business. There is. I agree. And when you're helping others with your expertise, your heart, your genius zone, whatever you want to call it, that's when everything's going to start connecting.
0: Yeah. Amen. Because, you know, I call it filling the soul bank. When we fill the soul bank, the money bank will fill. It will. If you've got the right tools and you're motivated and you want to do it, it can be done. And I I don't think there's anybody that can't do it. I really do believe that, that you can do it. And how beautiful is it that we're redefining success in this moment, even of recognizing that it's more about what, what lights me up, what makes my heart sing, what fills my heart with joy and lean into that first, because there is a way and, you know, the, the money will come. It will come if you are leaning into that, if you're living in alignment if you're allowing your values to be at the surface there for yourself too, it will show up. The money will come. And sometimes for some people, it's fast. For some people, it takes a few more years. But nonetheless, it's there. It's already there for you to, to tap into. So I love that we're now looking at success as being, success is about me filling my cup first. And all this external stuff, the relationships, the the money, the whatever that is, that can come secondary. And I think if we lead in that way, then we allow ourselves to really have the win-win in the world and to have true success. Because I want it all. I want to have time with my kids. I want to have an abundance of money. I want to do work that I'm passionate and I love so I don't feel like I'm working every day. And let me tell you, I've got it. I do it, I live it. And so I know that anybody can do it. I went from having the million dollar family, the million dollar lifestyle to losing everything and then starting all over again because that first round, like you said, it was all ego, it was all survival, it was all the facade of what I how I needed to show up according to the world standards. And once I got rid of that old limiting belief system, I was then able to step in and really, really align with my heart. And in doing that, everything else just came right into fruition.
1: I love it. And I love this whole idea of transformation because we're all capable of it. Mm -hmm. We're all capable of growing, of changing, you know, neuroplasticity, whatever you want to call it, spirituality, awakening, opening. But I will tell you if when I found out about my divorce and I will say a good 14 months later, if you had said, everything's going to be great, I was so, first, I was stuck in a victim, fight or flight. I just couldn't get over the pain and the resentment. And then I grew out of it. And we actually had a very cordial divorce and we're great co-parents. And he's really one of my favorite people. glad he's not my husband. And that's not a bad thing to say. He has a wonderful new wife. I have a wonderful new boyfriend and my daughter's happy, but I didn't see that. And if you had told me then that things are going to be okay. People told me, all my divorcee mentors told me, yeah, my senseis, yeah. I just couldn't see it. And so I want people to hear if you're going through a hard time, you're not going to see it, but believe it. Just like you're saying with a, with a business, with a mindset, it's belief. If you can build that belief, and if you don't have it, surround yourself, like I did at first with my female friends, with women who will build you up and give you that belief. I see all the time. And I actually recently on my Instagram posted this. I changed it. I went into Canva so I can do that. And I, I see this post all the time. All you need is Wi-Fi and a dream or a dream and Wi-Fi. And I actually took it and I said, let's mix this up. I think I said, let's change this up. All you need is a dream, Wi-Fi, and belief. And I wrote that because I started thinking it's really what holds us back the most in any area of our lives is our own, is our own ego, is our own mind, is our own you know, doubts.
0: Yeah. I love that you shared that to give people permission to kind of be where they're at. Because if we are going through a hard time or we've, you know, lost a loved one or whatever that experience might be, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and we sometimes feel like we're going to be stuck there forever. Um, One of the sayings my mom would always say to me when I was stuck in that dark place of despair was this too shall pass. And that's something I leaned on. I couldn't see what the potential was in that experience at all, but at least I knew that eventually it would pass, like everything passes, everything changes. So we know that at some point we're not going to feel that way, but in that moment, it feels pretty dark and it feels pretty suffering, doesn't it? But I love that you brought in this believe. Even if you believe that this too shall pass, even that belief in itself is sometimes enough to kind of inch us away and it's important i think to bring up the the topic of spiritual bypassing here because had you just been like oh no everything's okay and i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna heal myself and i'm just gonna forget about all this hurt and suffering and the trauma that i'm experiencing you probably wouldn't be where you are today either and so I think there's really something to be said about honoring that hurt, that sadness, that darkness, whatever that is. Um, you know, and and not get caught up in the blaming ourselves for being in victim mode either, because we can be so hard on ourselves. I remember grieving the loss over somebody who I loved, and I I kept kind of beating myself up because I'm like, come on, Deanne, like get over this person, like they're gone and you have to just move on. But what I heard in that intuitive space was, Deanne, you need to honor this. You need to grieve this. You need to hold space for this. And so a quick little rule of thumb for people, if you are in a place of despair, can you love on that despair? Can you love on that grief? Can you love on that shame? Can you love on that guilt? Whatever it is that's showing up, the anger, sadness, whatever it is, can you just love it for a minute and just say, oh, my God, sadness. Sadness. I don't want you here again, but I see that you are here. What do you need from me? What do you need to show me? And so you start engaging in a relationship with that energy. And as soon as you do, guess what happens? All of a sudden that energy is like, oh, she's paying attention to me. He's paying attention to me. They're honoring me. And they that energy starts to alchemize. It starts to shift just naturally by us engaging in a relationship to it. Now, it doesn't mean that like you go into the victim and you're like, I am victim. Oh. I'm just saying honor whatever that feeling is that's showing up for you and start building a relationship to it because you're gonna find that you can change the energy and oftentimes it'll expedite getting out of that dark hole or getting out of the despair. So I felt compelled to share that So, someone obviously needed to hear that today too.
1: I love it. And I call it giving yourself grace. Yes, it is grace. G- yeah. Giving yourself the grace to be human and to feel yes. pain, yes. but then yes. flipping it and realizing I have the power, you know, just like if you give all your power to somebody who left your marriage without your consent, <laughs> right? which is ridiculous yes. to say, but you know, you, you have marriages changed, but if you sit there and think, well, they took all my power, they made their decision but if you pause and say, okay, how did I bring us to this point? How did we as a couple come to this point? This yeah. is specific to me. And where were my failings? I wasn't perfect. And it took me a while to sort of come to the point of, oh, there was a really hurtful act, but really I contributed to this. And by taking that ownership yeah. of the yeah. negative part of myself, that was actually pulling back my power.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then,
1: you know, and just allowing yourself to say, I'm not powerless. No one's powerless. This and I think that's huge. Cool.
0: It is huge. I am so glad that you came to that and shared that because I think oftentimes we feel like we don't have control over how we feel and we don't have control over how we show up in an experience. And maybe in the moment, sometimes we don't have as much control, but if we allow ourselves to take some of that responsibility, you are a co-creator in your life. I'm a co-creator, you're a co-creator. And so it's not about taking all the blame. It's about just being responsible for showing up however you did in that experience and not necessarily even judging it, but just saying, yeah, I took, I'm taking some responsibility because I showed up in this way and it's okay. That's how I showed up in that way. But now I have this, it's almost like a freedom or relief that comes with that responsibility, right? Because you recognize that you have way more power than you think you have, just like what you said. And that is such a powerful message for all of us that we do have way more power than we've been led to believe. And of course, we've been conditioned for thousands of years to say we're powerless, really. I mean, everything tells us that we can't heal ourselves, whether it's pharmaceutical companies, everything tells us that we have to keep looking outside of ourselves to find joy and happiness. You know, it's everything around us supports the notion that we don't have power. And so when we take some responsibility, we put ourselves back into the driver's seat to be able to choose, choose your own adventure, if you will. We get to choose how we respond. And so even though when you were in your despair of the loss, you maybe didn't realize how much power you had, eventually, eventually you came to that. And we all will eventually come to that, I believe. It's eventual, listeners. It is eventual. Because
1: again, it takes time, it takes work, it takes patience with yourself, it takes love, it takes all these things. And the hardest part is it takes forgiveness sometimes, <laughs> forgiveness for somebody who, who died, forgiveness for somebody who, who left a marriage, forgiveness for somebody who got sick. I mean, the forgiveness is you don't realize how much you carry in resentment or holding on to things by not forgiving. And, and it's a really hard thing to do it's not easy yeah. but um you just come talk to dan and me we'll tell you we'll, we'll give you the boost <laughs> because you know we've been through it we've been through it and when you yeah. come out of it i i mean i can't tell you people would tell me what we're telling the listeners today and i'd be like oh my god just you know where's my where's my chardonnay just i can't handle it <laughs> like you know i was i was in in the shit right yeah. you get in that place yes. and it's hard to hear that there's light
0: at the end of the tunnel but yeah. there is i, I promise can't. There is, you know, I want to speak to your forgiveness and I know that we're getting close to our time, but I still want, I still want to poke at you for some more stories because you're such a great storyteller. Um, But you brought up forgiveness. And I think this is a powerful one too. Um, I love how this uh, conversation has just flowed from one thing to the next. And it just brings such power in just the process of having these conversations, people, and so inviting you to have more of these conversations with the people in your circles, in your communities, because the more we talk about these things, the more we give permission for others to talk about them, the more we give healing to the world. You know, storytelling is a form of medicine, I say. And so as we tell our stories, different pieces come up, just like the piece of forgiveness. So this forgiveness piece that you brought up is so critical. And I think that oftentimes We don't even realize that we're still holding resentment or we're holding anger or something towards somebody else. And the most common place where we hold that anger and resentment, guess, guess who that's to ourselves. And I have had to do a lot of deep forgiving. I mean, I was raised Catholic. So in order to balance out your, you know, your debt, you know, if you made a mistake or if you screwed up or said the wrong thing or whatever it was, you had to feel guilty. You had to feel ashamed. And so I, I would, as a kid, I remember just like feeling so guilty because the more guilty I felt, it would mean the more I had, you know, balanced, you know, that energy out of something I had done. And so I lived most of my life feeling really guilty guilty for not saying the right thing, guilty for doing that, the other thing, even mistakes that I had made feeling guilty. And so a big part of my self-love journey was really coming back to forgiving all the things and recognizing I always did the best that I could in every given moment. And I'll never forget when a coach had said that to me, she said, Deanne, we're always doing the best we can in every given moment. And I was like, no way. I think about I could have chose a better boyfriend there and I could have, you know, I could have uh, not had a few extra drinks that night and I could have done all those things differently. But the more I thought about it the more I realized in that moment that was the best thing that I could do because otherwise I would have chosen something else. And so it had to be the best thing that I possibly could have chosen. And so that allowed me to move into oh we got a kitty as a visitor. Um, It allowed me to move into that deeper place of acceptance and forgiveness to say, okay, I can learn from those experiences. That's what they're there for me to do something with. And I can forgive myself for showing up the best that I knew how. And so I'm just inviting that piece of forgiveness for you. If there's layers, you know, in order for us to really forgive the people around us, I think it really comes down to forgiving ourselves first And that can be one of the most difficult things. And I'm not saying we can't forgive others before we fully forgive ourselves, but let me tell you, the forgiveness is powerful beyond measure when we can do that forgiveness in ourselves first, forgiving ourselves for showing up in whatever capacity and then moving to that outer forgiveness. So thank you for bringing that to the surface, Jill. So key and this, your
1: whole um, discussion just now, I I bring this up way too often. It's my, I would say it's my mantra when you, and this really helps me. And it's a Maya Angelou quote, and I don't have the complete quote, but I I paraphrase it. And it's when you know better, you do better. Yes. And I saw it probably on Oprah years ago because she, you know, I was raised by Oprah and I love her, but it was just such wisdom of why beat yourself up when you know better, you're going to do better. And we don't all know. We don't know at 18, at 20, sometimes not till you're 50. So you just have to give yourself that, that space. And again, grace
0: to learn at your own pace, to grow at your own pace. And, and when we give ourselves permission to do that too, what happens is we have deeper compassion for other people. So, you know, then we can say, Oh, they're doing the best that they know how to do. And so how can I be mad at them? They're doing their very best and they don't know. And so then I can communicate with that compassion and grace and hopefully help them to know better as well. So they can do better as well. So it mm-hmm. opens up that whole dialogue. Okay. So I know you <laughs> and I can talk for hours, but I know I love this. So. I, I would love to hear a fun little story about when spirit called you. And I know spirit called you through your divorce and through your, you know, your mom passing, but can you think of a time when you felt that inner nudge, um, to do something and whether it buying crystals or whatever that was, I would love to just hear when has spirit called you aside from your big story?
1: You know, spirit has called me throughout my life with my attention, att- my attraction and love for animals. Ah. And I have to say, um, when I was married, we had fostered a couple of animals and I had a couple. And now that I'm on my own, I have a lot of animals and I do so much with rescue and I have so many animals. And I have to say, it fills me up like nothing else. It is the most beautiful thing in my life. I, um, my big why, my big dream in the long run in, the, in this world is to open an open acreage animal sanctuary mm-hmm. where people can come and run with animals. I'm I, It's there. I'm manifesting it. But really, um, this, I feel called every day, in every minute of every day, my passion and love for animals, nature. And I think that's why the crystals appeal to me. It's just the beauty of our world. And I have to say the beauty of, and I do cats and dogs, love all animals, maybe not snakes, no offense, but you know, I love my cats and dogs because they have, they teach you lessons. They have such unconditional love. They have forgiveness in spades when you see animals that have been abused and their recovery and their trust. And, you know, there's so many lessons to learn from them. So I'd say that is the huge journey I'm on in my life. And now that I'm, Single and have my house and my acreage onto my own. It's kind of exploded because nobody's limiting me to what I can
0: do. You you are living, but it's it's a beautiful You're thing. I love that you know, and I think this is so powerful because now we can invite the listeners to tune into nature and animals as signs, mm-hmm. as uh, messages, as learnings, as teachers. Uh, to guide us too. And you know, I already know that you're an intuitive animal communicator uh, deep inside those layers. Um, and so I think it's so beautiful that you've allowed yourself to lean into that and follow that. And there you go. You put it out to the universe that you're manifesting this animal sanctuary. So who knows what will come of that? We've got it out there. And so I know it's already underway for you now.
1: And I will say this, uh, you know, as we as women build our empires and our legacies, doing passion and heart-centered work, when we make more, when we create wealth, we give more, we make an impact on the world. And that's, men, I I love all men too. I just focus on women because I do think there's a nurturing and a giving and a caretaking in our spirits. And the beauty of having resources Mm -hmm. is being able to provide and give. That's it. And And whether it's animals or children or
0: whatever your thing is. Whatever that is. Yeah. And we all have our special roles to play. So I love that spirit is calling you to the animals. I think it's so brilliant. And, you know, Jill, this has just been so much fun. We might have to do this again. Uh, I love your energy. I always have. How can people reach out to, um, you know, if they say, I want to be part of Jill's community or I want to know what Jill's up to. What do they need to do to find that information? Well, first of all, so um,
1: my business I launched over the pandemic is called Hey Taxi. Our website is heytaxiacademy.com. And we are a community and a education and training and resource for women building businesses. So again, if you have your dream, your logo, we're going to give you the belief and we're going to give you business plans and tax strategy and all the unsexy things, but in a fun accessible, easy way, because we don't want somebody who gets rich quick. We want somebody who gets rich long-term. Yeah, We want you to build sustainable businesses. So we want as many women as possible who feel that doubt or feel that drive. You know, we want you to say, there's a possibility. We want to show you the path because we've seen so many women do it. So that's what we do with Hey Taxi. And Hey Taxi Academy is also on LinkedIn, Instagram, you can reach me directly at jill at com, And you can always Facebook friend me because um, I'm all over Facebook. I'm on Instagram because of my daughter and because of all the animal sites. <laughs> and um but no, and I'm sure otherwise you
0: could reach out to Dan because we are seeing each other weekly these days. Yes, we are. And we're going to make sure that we put all your contact information in the notes so everyone can access that. And you know, it's so brilliant because I love this idea of flagging down a cab or a taxi and being like, hey, someone's going to take me for a lift. I'm going to go on a journey and they're going to get me there safely. And so I love the energy behind what you're creating is like the safe space for us to come in and be taken care of. And be taken to where we want to go, so take you so, down the road, yes, give you the road map, yes. all of that, all of it, yeah, absolutely love it, Jill, you have been such a delight and joy to have on this show. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us. Well, just have me back. This was so fun. It I just want to keep so going, fun. I know right? there's so much, there's so much. Well, we are going to sign off for today. Thank you so much for listening in. And I look forward to spending more time with you all very soon on when spirit calls. Bye for now. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them to continue this conversation. Please join me at rosehope.ca, and when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.